to the comic book rundown. Chats over here on Comic Book Rundown. Um, this episode is an interview. I sat down with Jerry Cooley. Uh, he is the writer, creator, artist of the Kickstarter comic End of Days. Uh, and similar to what I did with Walter a couple weeks back, this episode is going to be both on Comic Book Rundown and on A Walk Through the Multiverse. I wanted to get it out to as many people as possible. And Thankfully, I have two podcasts to where I can do that. So links for Jerry's Kickstarter is going to be in the show notes. It'll be on my, excuse me, uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, all that stuff. So it's going to be everywhere for everybody to go check it out. So let's go ahead and I guess really, that's really about it. Let's go ahead and hop into this chitty chats. And thank you guys for listening. We will, uh, I didn't, well, I didn't say this at the end, but, uh, I'll say it here. You know, you, if you, if you guys enjoy what we're doing, hit us up on comic book rundown on, or comic rundown on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is comic book rundown or email us at comic book rundown at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us over on Apple podcast or your podcast app of choice. Music for this episode was done by Joe from Wreck My Podcast and one half of the Sex Turtles. And we have merch over on Redbubble and TeePublic. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and please enjoy this interview. Yeah. Oh, I spilled all over me. What the hell? All right. <laughs> that's that's you know what? That's the best way to start this this episode is. Oh is yeah, just go ahead. Spilling yeah. water on myself that that works. It, Definitely, it fits for my my thing. Guys, welcome to a brand new episode. With me today is Jerry Cooley. He is the writer creator of a kickstarter comic called end of days uh his kickstarter issue number three just landed on kickstarter as the time you guys listened to this yesterday april 8th so go ahead and go check that out over at kickstarter the links will be in the, in the show notes but jerry welcome to the show how are you doing today, man, man i am doing awesome joe uh Really appreciate you bringing me on, brother, and of course. Uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about my book today. Yeah. And just kind of push that, and we'll see where it goes, man. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you, you reached out to me. I I, uh, I put the interview out a few weeks back with Walter, and you, like, immediately, as soon as he had mentioned that he was interviewing, that we were going to be talking, you reached out to me. You sent me your link, your PDF for issue one. I read that one. Right. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm for glad you did, man. for people who have never heard of the book, because myself, I hadn't heard of it until you reached out. Go ahead and give them a, yeah. a quick little synopsis of what End of Days is. Man, End of Days, it's kind of uh, a. <laughs> I like to call it. Uh, if you've ever seen the CW show Supernatural, it's a little bit of that mm-hmm. meets uh, the movie From Hell or the comic From Hell meets Sherlock Holmes. Okay. You know, that's that's summing it up in a nutshell. I mean, it's basically going to, it's an all-out war between angels, demons, and vampires set with the backdrop of Victorian uh, London and the Ripper murders. So, yeah, I, yeah, I it's know all, it's yeah. It, it, it was <laughs> it was fun. On. It was fun to read because the minute I opened up the book, and it's uh, you've got the Ripper murders popping up. I'm like, ooh, I like this. I like yeah. Jack the Ripper stuff. Um, right. And I guess I kind of I kind of jumped the shark here a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you. Your your origin. How you got into comics. I, I jumped right Man. into the the story itself. But let, let's no, back up cool, a little bro. bit and, and talk talk about you. Dude, uh, my my jump into comics come when I was real little. I might have been six, maybe seven. Okay. And, uh, you know, like most kids, I went to the drugstore with my grandmother. And uh, she was trying to keep me occupied because I'm sure I was aggravating her or whatever. And she brings me over by the comic book rack. She's, she's like, here, baby, take a look at these. 
I got, I'm going to be right here. I got to tend to some business. So anyway, I get to looking, man, and this thing basically jumps off the shelf in my hand. It's, it's, I can't even remember which issue it was, but I know it was Spider-Man. Nice. And dude, I was, Hey, it right there instantly hooked. And it's been a lifelong obsession ever since. And, uh, but yeah, it all traces back to that. So it's it's my grandmother's fault that y'all are having to put up with me today. <laughs> That's I yeah you're right. I definitely hear a lot of stories of people, kids or people when they were younger as kids going into drugstores, and there is the mag the comic book rack, the magazine rack. Oh yeah, the magic rack. Looking, man. Like it's I, I I do love seeing, like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a rack down here in my in my basement. But I mean, my problem is I have I have no room, but um, but like having the tell me about it. The rack is is fun. Yeah, I see your. Uh, I do. I have to admit, I do like the the pictures that you got back there. You actually have looks like a Venom Spider Man on the wall right there. Is that Carnage in there? Yeah, as well, that's or? Cubert. Yeah. Oh, oh just, or just no, no, that's just Spidey and uh, oh, Spidey and Venom. Well, that's okay. Cubert, Spidey and Venom. Yeah, nice. And then you got uh, Clay Man's. Uh, Trinity, and then to the other side you got uh, Batman, Superman, uh, Clay, and then all three at the top are are my works. So, oh, very nice. Yeah. But very, yeah, that's nice. that that picture right over here. I don't know if the you can tell if it's signed or not. Yeah, yeah, I can see it right signed on the. the that's right another there. one that's kind of responsible for me being here today. That, really? Okay. You know, yeah, uh, of all people. And uh, when I was coming up, I wasn't the biggest uh, Adam Kubert fan. I was more I was more into Andy stuff, you know, because I was a huge X Men fan. Okay. When I was a teenager, and uh, it I know you remember Andy jumped on Uncanny when uh, I believe it was Wills left when Jim left, then Wills left. They went and found an image, and I, mm -hmm. I believe Andy. Was the first one, yeah, yeah, right in there, and uh, I was more into to Andy's work, but okay. Adam, I knew about Adam because I I loved Wolverine, and he had a super long run in the nineties. wasn't the best storyline, you know, where he kind of reverts back to his animalistic nature. Yeah, uh, Adam did a good majority of that, and uh, you know, I guess I love the art. I just didn't dig the story, and back then. I was, uh, I've always been pulled by the art, you know. Okay. Story kept me there, but if I didn't like what I saw on the cover, I was never going to pick it up and read it. But uh, Adam, we, me and my daughter, and well, it was three days. Uh, back late 2019, they had a big easy con down in New Orleans. And uh, Adam was going to be there. Um Let's see. Clay Man was there. Uh, David Finch. Uh, Tim Sale. I'm forgetting a lot, but that's that's some of the big ones. Yeah. But uh, first day, you know how it is. First day of a con, it was kind of slow. I got there Usually first is. thing. And uh, man, uh, we got in line and got to talking to Adam. And we just, we hit it off, man. And... Uh, that's the first time I'd met him and, you know, we spent the day pretty much with Adam, just chilling out, me, him, and my daughter. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, it was, man. It really was. It's it, life-changing, you know, just one of those days that, that go down and, and it's one of your great days, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, we got to talking about anything and everything and just art in general his love of it. Uh, we got to talking about his, uh, about the, the late great Joe Kubert, his dad. Uh, he showed me some designs on the, the museum that they're in the process. Well, now they're in the process, but back then it was just in the planning stages. The he ideas, was showing yeah. me some of the, yeah, the architectural specs for the museum that they were going to make for, uh, his father. And, uh, he showed me this was before his new run on Wolverine had come out. Okay. I think it was, it wasn't even really hyped yet. A lot of people didn't even, 
you know, out of the mainstream of things, didn't even really know about it. I think this is like six, maybe eight months before issue one hits. And he's like, I know you're a fan of Wolverine. He said, you want to see something cool? I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. He said, well, check this out. He said, I just got these in this morning. He hands me his phone. He said, scroll up, scroll through, see what you think. I'm looking at pages of Wolverine that he, that are fresh from the colorist and nobody's seen these things yet. This, it hadn't been released. So I got the, I got a preview of Wolverine from Adam about eight months before the book ever hit. That's really cool. Yes, it was. That's awesome. It was awesome. But, uh, so we're sitting there talking and, you know, he's just, he's an artist, artist, man. Mm-hmm. He literally told me, and he showed me some of his stuff. He carries a little waterproof pen, maybe four inches long in his pocket. He said, he said, I keep this with me all the time. He said, I like to hit the, the pubs when I'm home. And uh, he said, I'll get people's permission. I'll just sketch them. He said, I'll go in there and grab me a bite to eat, listen to the live music and sketch people. And he showed me some of his sketches like that. And uh, I finally got the nerve to show him my work on uh, End of Days. I'd started just, you know, a few basic sketches. I'd, I'd, I'd done a page or two, kind of sample page. Yeah. I was still trying trying to get it all together in my head. And uh, he pulls it up. He's sitting there. He's looking on my phone. He's like, okay. He said, you want my serious critique? And I'm like, yes, sir. give it to me. I said, do your worst. He said, okay. He said, he points down at one of the panels. He said, this is really good. I like this. He said, that's a tough perspective. He said, you nailed that. And he points down here. He said, you know exactly what you did wrong here, don't you? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. He said, it's funny. He said, you always, you can see it. He mm-hmm. said, but to be great, you have to learn how to fix it. And uh, that stuck with me, man. And just that critique, hearing it from him, you know, that really gave me a big kick in the butt to kind of push through this thing. You know, if it was good enough for Adam, one of the all-time greats, it's good yeah. enough. You know, it's good enough. Yeah. And it just... It it really it just gave me a boost, man. Just it really did, and helped me just kind of push on through and make this thing happen. Just a nice little nice little kick in the butt to be like, hey, I need oh, to start yeah. something with this. Yeah, I uh, that exactly. This could be something. We'll we'll jump on it here in a second. But what right. were some of the hurdles you had to do to get through the first issue? Because I've oh, I have man. a friend who also put a, a book out on Kickstarter a couple years back and he was like if I knew then what I know now like it it would be easier um but what, what were some of the hurdles that my, you had to jump through getting getting that oh first one off, off, oh. off the the ground well I had been always been a traditional artist and uh, I'd never really fooled around but you know I had hoped right out of high school to go on to the Joe Kubert School of Art and just become a superstar overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I remember that feeling. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna, oh, write, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. write the oh, best yeah. story ever, and then DC and Marvel exactly. will accept me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 17, 18 years old, you're full of piss and vinegar and ready uh-huh. to take on the world. And uh, but yeah, you know, life had a different plan. But luckily, you know, I jumped back into it. But yeah, I had to, I. I had actually drawn probably a little over half of the book traditionally. Okay. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work because I had no idea how to color with inks and stuff like that. And that's when I started looking into these programs like Photoshop and uh, Clip Studio Paint, stuff like that. So that was one of the biggest. I got, I read all the reviews, did my homework on everything. And I wound up going with Clip Studio. So I had to learn the program. And uh, knew a, I had a general idea of the feel I wanted, but I had to learn basically how to color. You know, I had only done pencils up to this point. So I okay. I give myself a crash course in that, uh, just watching different colorists, uh, 
videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And, you know, trying to learn this program at the same time. So you're looking at probably six or eight months of that before I actually went back. And now some of the, some of the panels in the, the first chapter are the original works that I had scanned in and inked over, but probably a little over half are totally redone digitally and just complete change-ups. And, okay. you know, that was another thing. Uh, don't let me leave my daughter out by any means. She's my co-writer. And she is the main driving force that got this thing on track. Very we had nice. talked about it several times. And uh, uh, she was in college at the time and majoring in English and she was an English major and she want, wanted to be a writer. She's written several short stories. Uh, she got published in college for a little short story. She did just brilliant writer. Brilliant. Very cool. That's awesome. And uh, I was always scared of the writing. I mean, I had the I had the whole story in my head, the mm -hmm. big story. But all the major the dialogue, plot points, yeah. So, exactly. I had the plot down. I mean... I've been sitting on this plot since high school, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like the back of my hand, but it was all the little nuances and the, um, the in-between dialogue between the characters that I was scared to death of. And she's like, well, dad, she said, you've been sitting on this thing for years. You know, you kind of put all this on a back seat for all of us. She said, she said, if you'll draw it, I'll help you write it. And man, it almost brought me to tears. She said, I want to see you do something with this. I want to awesome. see you go all the way with it. And, uh, man, that, that lit the fire. Yeah. That's that, that well, semen it, in it for me. It's you like know, we said earlier, me, all you need is that kick in the butt to get it started. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Yep. That's really awesome. But yeah, um, after that, we just took off with it. Oh, very cool. And was, so the third issue we're gonna be is gonna be getting on Kickstarter. Was issue one and two on Kickstarter as well? It was. It okay. was. Um, I'm really sad I missed I launched, it last time around. Man, it it wasn't a big campaign either one of them. Um, the first one I think I launched. Uh, let's see, it was right right around the beginning of the the, the lockdown. Okay. For uh, the pandemic, I want to say. Uh, late March, maybe early April. I'd have to go back and look at Kickstarter to see when I actually put yeah. it on there. And then the last one, man, I was sitting on this thing and I, I just kind of dropped it on everybody. <laughs> I mean, I didn't <laughs> plug it. I, I was like, I got to get this out of my head. And, you know, it funded, thankfully people, you know, the, the, the same people that backed me the first time, luckily they, jumped in and helped me get this thing done a second time because I did, man. I I didn't advertise. I didn't do anything. I just, here you go. Here's chapter two on Kickstarter. <laughs> where, where the mouth is always a good, good, uh, oh, yeah. uh, thing for that. Good, good sponsorship for that. Uh, so right. let's, let's hop into issue three then. So this one is like I said, launched yesterday. Um, and what are some of the goals you have in mind for this one? Now, and it sounds Man. like, I mean, I'm not the only one you're, you're interviewing with. I, I believe you have a couple other ones you're talking to or did talk to. So, um, so obviously you're, you've, you've learned from issue two that, Hey, I probably need to, you know, tell people about this and, and get the word oh, out. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> See that, that was the biggest one of my biggest problems with chapter one and chapter two, you know, I wanted to sit on everything. Well, people don't want you to sit on it. You kind of no. have to talk about it. They kind of need to know about it if they want to get it. And, uh, I've learned that lesson the hard way, but, uh, yeah, this third issue. Okay. That can I recap just a little bit Go ahead. on one and two. So I can yes. kind of tell everybody where this third issue is going. It's going to be a little bit of a spoiler okay. guys, but it's fine. Hey, Hey, you guys need to know what's going on if you want to jump in. Exactly. You got to find out if the water's cold or hot before you decide to dive in. <laughs> okay, so uh, chapter one, like uh, Joe was saying, 
you know, it starts off, you got one of your first murders in uh, the Ripper case. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you got Inspector McCoy, John McCoy, Jonathan McCoy, excuse me. Jonathan McCoy is kind of leading up the case. And uh, shortly after this, you got Gabriel kind of appears out of nowhere. And uh, and he just kind of shows up, and everybody just seems to know who he is. Now, there's mm-hmm. a point to that. And now, Gabriel is actually the Archangel Gabriel. He's come down. He's There is a dark force that is kind of posing as the Ripper that's doing these killings, and it's, it's real uh, ritualistic in style. There's there's a motive behind this, and this dark force is trying to bring about the apocalypse. And Gabriel has come down to intercede. He's been watching, you know, through since the beginning of time. And uh, there's a history with him and Jonathan, which uh, that'll be a future story. I'm actually okay. working on that right now. Uh, with Matt What's Martin, that? he he's taking on the uh, penciling duties, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be writing this one. So it'll be a prequel. It's going to go back and kind of tell that history between these two characters. But anyway, I say you you get that in the first issue that they know yeah, each other. There's a there's McCoy a had been, there. Yeah, okay. I said yeah, but Corey knew Gabriel was wasn't surprised that he was right. there, but it was good to see him, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like hey, old friend, and uh, so they kind of. They jump right in the middle of this, and uh, Gabriel is working with him. He's he's kind of like an outsider, you know. It's you know it's it's almost like uh, he's almost like an alien. I mean, he's watched us for millennia, but he doesn't really know how to be us or act like us. He just mm-hmm. he does the best he can, you know, and. Uh, uh, Jonathan kind of helps him with that, and and in issue one, they're diving into this case, and this girl pops up. This uh, this lady of the night, uh, she pops up, and uh, she thinks she's going to be a future victim, so she comes to them for help. And uh, this is Elizabeth Swan. They kind of take her under their wing, kind you know, protect her from all this. And she's kind of help feeding them information and, and trying to help stop this thing. Okay, so uh, issue two, we kind of that well, let me back up a little bit. Yeah, let me bounce off in there. <laughs> it's all good. Chapter two, we can we kind of dive into it a little deeper. And uh, you have more killings. And with every killing, there's clues. You've got usually there's ruins like i said it's ritualistic in nature mm-hmm. so you have ruins that mark the body and usually mark the area where the body is found the, the body might not have been killed there but it's brought to this place and there are you know there's ruins and gabriel is kind of the only one that knows of course would know the enochian language now all of these are not going to be enochian in nature as we get into this third chapter, it's going to, with, as we get closer with the murders, it's it's going to become more and more apparent what's going on. You know, it's, it's like dropping breadcrumbs. It's leading you to what exactly is going on. And, um, in this third book, we, we pretty much from the start, you're going to jump right into the middle of one of these that's going okay. down. And um, I tried to start it off kind of light to begin with. I always wanted that dark, gritty feel for all of these. And I wanted a more, um, I wanted to have more of that horror feel kind of like from hell. You know, it okay. just, it was just dark, man. It just, it had that edge to it. And I kind of wanted to, I wanted to put you into that with this comic. With the coloring, I went with muted colors. I, uh, there's a lot of fog. I wanted it to be as close as I think in my mind that it would have been in that time period. Everything's lit by candlelight, mm-hmm. you know, 
or gaslight. You've got a lot of a soot and ash from uh, the coal burning. So, uh, you know, it's always going to be smoky. It's always going to be gritty. It's always going to be dirty. Yeah, yeah just normal and living in London to, at the time. Yeah. Right. Right. And I wanted, I've done the best to my ability to try to bring that, that mood into this comic for the coloring and just everything about it, you know. That was one of my big pushes. I wanted London to be a character all to itself. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's what I've really pushed for. And with this third issue, I'm, everyone has been a little darker than the last. And this one just ups the ante again. If you jump right into the middle of a murder at the beginning of this third chapter. And if you know where the last one left off, you're kind of going to be wondering for the first few pages, like, okay, what, what, what happened? What's he doing with this? You know, because I've, I've left a cliffhanger at the end of both chapter one and chapter two. Uh, you, well, you've seen the one with chapter one. Well, chapter mm-hmm. two immediately picked up where chapter one left off. So, you know, you, you get to, except for the time gap, you know, in between the issues coming out, you could pick right up and you okay. knew what happened. This one, it's going to throw you for a few pages. It will okay. pick up. You won't be lost, but you're going to be like, what is Jerry doing? I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> but if you just get those first four, maybe five pages, you'll you'll know exactly what's happening. It's going to pick up, and you won't be wondering. You won't be lost from chapter two. Good. Good. Right. Yeah. Um, what is your like? How many issues are you planning for this? Uh, are you? Is it going to be like each issue is one murder? Which you know there are five murders that we know of for the Ripper. Or are you planning like an ongoing series? Or is it is it just going to be like a limited Man. series, like? eight, ten issues kind of a thing, or like, what, what's, your, now, what's your kind of plans for that? I would love for this to be an ongoing thing, but for this arc, yeah, we're looking at uh, 11, possibly 12 issues. We've kind of, okay. we kind of let the story dictate everything with this. You know, even though, like I said, the, the first chapter and the second chapter ended with cliffhangers, it's still, it was the we let it happen organically. We didn't say, oh, we're doing 20 pages. Oh, we're doing 22 pages. We let it get to the point it needed to get to for the story to be told and then dropped off. I want to say uh, chapter one was 28 pages and uh, chapter two was 34, if I remember okay. right. Yeah. So th- no certain page count. Letting the story dictate. Yeah. And that is one of the good but, things yeah, about we're looking, doing it uh, Kickstarter and publishing oh, yeah. yourself. You could have it 60 pages and exactly. who's going to tell you no, you know? Right. That's that's what I love about Kickstarter or Indiegogo, man. The time that we live in right now is just, it's incredible for an yeah. independent creator. I mean, all the tools are readily available. All you got to do is put yourself out there, man, and put the work in. It's, and that's, that's, and that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's and, and and finding the people that you can that that will enjoy your your project as well. Like I'm, right. I'm right. one finding where following. exactly. I'm I'm one where I've I've actually have a section in my long boxes of just Kickstarter books because I'm right. I'm on there I'm on there more than I should be. Uh, just like backing, backing <laughs> things up and right. It's addictive. It really is. It really like is. podcasts, oh, and you better be careful, Joe. But I found a lot of great books on there. Um, one that I There's... one I really enjoy is uh, Miss Katana Kai, and that one's I've been going for yeah, it's been going for a couple years now on Kickstarter. It actually just uh, at the time of this us recording and it and people listening. The first issue just dropped in comic book stores nationwide. Oh, so, wow. yeah, and they're on currently on issue fourteen on the Kickstarter. So, like That's they've been crazy. going for some time. So it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility that 
someday your book could end up in the comic shop and some somebody hey, could be man. walking by and be like, oh, hey, that looks interesting. Yeah. Now, that's, that's the mean, dream, I, obviously. That's the dream, man. Yeah. But it's like I tell everybody, man, just it's kind of amazing and it's really humbling. You put this thing out there in the world. These people don't have a clue who I am, you know, and they look at my work. They and now they've gotten into the story and you know i i feel so privileged to be able to to tell this story because yeah. it's each and every one of them that made it possible you know without them i i'd still be i'd just be sitting here just drawing you know or writing yeah they've made it possible to actually put it out there where it can be seen i'm just eternally grateful for the people that have backed this book and for the following that i've i've gotten over the last little while it's just been amazing man it really has that's awesome very humbling so let's see here i think that's all my questions but let's just chit chat why not because this is is is. that's my thing (laughs) (laughs) well that's normally normally when i do an interview um because i i don't do a lot of interviews that's just I'm not saying I, I'm bad at it, yeah. but like I just want to, I just want to ch- I just want to talk and just organically see how the conversation goes. Right. Uh, I felt like I definitely jumped in right away on this one. Don't know why. That's not normal for me. <laughs> yeah. But um, but no. Like so, what has what have you been doing differently um, for this one versus the other Kickstarters? I guess like what like yeah. I, I know obviously you're you're trying to promote it a little bit more. But what right, right. what has been going on in in Jerry's head of like, hey, I gotta push this out more. I want I want to get a bigger following. Not that I'm trying right. to alienate the ones who are following me now, but I want more people. Like like you reached out to me. I'm I'm interested, and I'm right. definitely gonna be backing the book if I haven't backed it I already. That, but I yeah, so you, how buddy. how do you get how how do um, you, what's different? Okay. What's um, Man, well, learn. I'm asking a lot. tough questions. Sorry. Like, <laughs> no, that's a really good question. I mean, I, it's a learning curve. You yeah. know, like I said, I I jumped on with the first one. I had no idea anything about Kickstarter other than I'd heard of it. So I got on there and I got to looking at things and uh, did a lot of googling, did a lot of YouTube watching, trying to figure out this thing. You know, and. Uh, with the second one, like I said, I made a big oopsie with that. I didn't plug it. I didn't mm-hmm. ever touch it. Here you go. Back <laughs> me. <laughs> and, uh, Let's see what happens. One, you know, yeah, I, you know, on Instagram, I've met a lot of incredible people, a lot of incredible creators. And uh, Walter, I mean, that super sweet guy. He was I mean, awesome. Really that was an awesome interview. I love talking to him. Being. Yeah. He, he's incredible. And I've met so many more like Walter that are just like me. They just, you know, they've got this story. And I, I hear this my story coming out of their mouth time and time again. Yeah, I've been sitting on this thing since high school. And I just, you know, I finally got up the nerve to do it. Yeah. And some of them are a little bit younger than me. Some of them, some of them, of them are older than me. You know, age you can throw that out the window. Doesn't matter. You no, know, you can be eighty years exactly. You can be eighty years old. It's never too late as long as you're drawing breath to go after your dreams. Heck, you know? Charles Charles Soul, one of the biggest writers now, he was a lawyer until he was like fifty, and now he's writing some of the best comics on exactly. both DC and Marvel. So it's never too late to go after she may your not be dreams. fifty. I could I could have misspoke there. Whoops. Oh good man. <laughs> but uh you know, I met these people, and that's been the biggest change. You know, we kind of push each other. It's not competitive in any way. We just we totally lift each other up. up to each other. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Going off of, well, you know, they'll watch my Kickstarter. They'll see what I do different. I'll watch their Kickstarter to see. And it's, it's steadily, it's, it's constantly evolving, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh more things are coming out and you know plus you have to compete with the big boys because they're jumping in the game now you got Todd yeah. McFarlane jumping on kickstarter you got Sylvester jumping in i mean you got 
they see what's going on there and they see a market and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to get some of this. So you're Which I've always with been, all that too. I've, I've always been like, I'm not going to say I'm reluctant because I've definitely backed like, uh, what Tony S. Daniels for Noctera. Noctera. Uh, it didn't need to, but I did yeah. because it's Tony Daniels. Uh, but like those guys don't exactly. need it, you know? But right. at the same time, right. it's like, I mean, I'd be a fool if I didn't, if I didn't back it because it's going to be right. awesome. You know, exactly. But, it's Tony Daniels. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. But no, like I know what what was it? There was like an image book that was. Uh, I was it the Keanu Reeves one, the Berserker. Oh, that, Berserker for uh, Boom Studios. Boom. Yeah, there we with, go. Uh, let's say didn't oh. Ron Garney do art on that? Wasn't it Ron Garney? Uh, so. My books over there somewhere, and I have no idea. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. Reeves, Almost so. Yeah. Yeah. He but like, wrote and yeah, Garney did the art. But speaking of, speaking of Boo Studios, they also put out a new uh, collection of the Power Rangers, like year one, year two, and all that oh, stuff. Wow. And I mean, I backed that. Did I shouldn't have. I didn't have to. I had the books already. <laughs> but um, right. it also comes with a, a giant Megazord standee that, again, I have no room right. for. But I will find room for, exactly because I'm a Power Ranger. Fan. I don't but, have room for all this stuff, but I make room for right, right. I've I since oh, yeah. um since I started podcasting, I have changed my basement around so many times for a better flow. <laughs> it doesn't right. Uh, it's just I'm a matter still of working on my angle, as you can tell. I, yeah, I'm gonna get it figured out here to regular. Yeah, it, it's all good. But the, but yeah, you're right. Like you've got these bigger studios bigger names coming on the Kickstarter. And then you've got people like you or people like Walter. I mean, Walter didn't do Kickstarter, but you've got, you, you've got the ones who are trying to, to be up and coming and trying to make a name for yourselves. And it's, it's not, it's not easy, but no, no, like you said, you've got yourself a following, um, which is good. I really have no idea where I'm going with this. I'm just talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, though. Uh, well, yeah, man. It's, you know, talking about going head-to-head with the big boys, I mean, it's not just them. I mean, if you go on Kickstarter, which you obviously have, you just, I mean, you pull up comics. You're looking at anywhere from... Three thousand to what? Probably eight or nine thousand projects at a time, just in a comic books. A lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's become my for you page basically. It's it. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's I've definitely there's some I've missed, and I just I keep track of uh, like just the the people um, because I've either backed right. them or I follow them on social media, and I I want to. You know, make sure I, I jump in on the next project. Um, right. And it, it's, you, you're like, right. There's just so yeah. many out there. And there's so many, and they're Very all different, far, different genres, different everything. Anything you could possibly imagine is yeah. out there. I mean, it really is. You got a story. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, let's say, uh, Doughboy the Wondrous, you know. If that sounds fun. It's all about the story. That's your next, <laughs> I mean, that's your next book, right? The story. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Like it's if, all about no. the story. If you yeah, no. If if you got a good story, that's that's what really brings them back. You know. Yeah. If they they've got to get invested in it. And uh, I mean so many people, and hey, I'm not knocking anybody. You know, they'll go out there kind of half cocked thinking, oh, man, this is going to be easy. I'm going to make 20 grand, 30 grand off of this. And they kind of, they just half-ass it. Excuse my language. but No, you're fine. You're good. Kind of go in there. They kind of half-ass it. And, you know, you're not going to make money off of this. You'll make no. a little bit. But it's it's basically about getting your work out there and getting your work seen and, and growing the following. That's what Kickstarter is all about. It's not about becoming rich overnight because I'm going to tell you something right now. That's If that's your dream, you're just going to throw one book out there and you think you're going to make a million dollars, that's not going to happen. Ain't happening. 
not going to happen unless you're somebody like Tony Daniels and you've been in the industry for 30 plus years mm -hmm. or 20 plus years. You're a known entity. Yeah, you might make a million dollars. Or if you're a Todd McFarlane that's put in the work, has some of the record-breaking comics of all time, yeah, yeah. you might make a million dollars. But it, me and yeah. you, no, that ain't going to happen. No, you're right. You Joe have Blow to have, Off the Street is not going to make a million dollars on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. You have to have a compelling enough story to draw the people in. If you can't get that, no, it's don't even... Like, I'm not going to say don't bother, but I have definitely read, I've definitely hopped on a few different Kickstarters to just see what their um, campaign is. Right. And it'll give you, like, a paragraph of nothing, but then have, like, yeah. 80 different variant covers because yeah, it's going to be, man. well, it's it's one of those, like, oh, well, this is the regular cover, then this is the naughty cover. It's like. Really? Yeah, you got the cheesecake guys too. Like we were talking about the naughty covers. They'll have thirty of those, and that, yeah, it's man. just like, but but and those Put are the ones the that sell, man. which is story. shit. But yeah, right. like it, it's. I mean, I, I mean, admit, I, I admit, I click on them. Whatever, I, I look, it happens. But no, yeah. like if it, unless it's a good enough it. story, I'm not gonna back it. Like there's exactly there's one uh, that I backed not too long ago, a uh, zombie trap. I read that when it was coming out originally for Action Labs. Uh, Dan yeah. Mendoza. Like, he finally got the rights back, and so he put out a new issue on Kickstarter. I'm like, well, I oh, read wow. the issue. I read the stuff back then. I'll read it now. I'll back this right. one whatsoever. And I didn't the, know he had the rights back to that. He got the rights back, according that, to the Kickstarter. Awesome. Yeah, which is, which is really oh. great, because it definitely kind of fell away once Janie was not the zombie tramp anymore. Not gonna lie, right? I'm gonna have to check into that, man. I missed that one completely. I mean, it's it's done. It's over with. Obviously, it should be coming out here soon, though. Yeah. So, like, I should be getting the the comic within the next couple months. So maybe it'll be in stores. That's awesome. I don't know. I think he's he's made his own um, imprint because he's got a bunch of other characters. I'm sure, he's he, got a website. He'll probably carry it that to too. His website exactly. So, but but that's what I'm saying. Like. He, he, that was one I backed because it was, I knew the character. I knew the story was going to be right. compelling. I'm there. But I've definitely clicked on other ones where it doesn't give me squat. And then, oh, yeah, well, you go, you go read this because, you know, here you go. And, and you're right. Like, I've seen those and those don't get the clicks. Those don't get the, the backing. Right. And you have to have a good story that you're telling. Oh yeah, you got. And this is man, a good story you that you're telling. You yeah, this is a good story you're telling, it's, especially I it's a story. It, yeah. It's a it's a alternative version, maybe more than likely, of a story that people know. People know Jack the Ripper, right? So you're giving an alternative take of what could have happened. Right. I love alternative takes. So oh it's, yeah, man, it's Who great. Doesn't? One if was one of my what if was one of my favorite Marvel comics. When I was a teenager, you know, you just, and one of my favorite stories, I don't know. Did you ever follow what if back in the day? So I was more of a DC guy growing up. I didn't really get into Marvel understand. until cool. early two thousands, like civil war time is when I, I kind of started you. reading Marvel more, more closely and going back. Um, and now I am over on comic book rundown we are covering like the sixties and seventies Marvel and oh my oh, God, wow. I want to shoot my head <laughs> so bad. Well, dude, but no, yeah. It, like, I was, I was, I was, did, I was did Elseworlds was, was my, my stuff for DC, which is just like, what if. right, right. Well, what if every one of them wasn't great by any means, but there were a few classics in there. Mm -hmm. And one that really stands out to me was, uh, what if Dracula had killed? I think it's what if Dracula had killed the Marvel Universe or something like that. Anyway, Mar uh, Dracula comes in, and uh, I forget who he bites first, but I mean, basically, all the heroes that you know wound up becoming vampires, and there's only a handful of people left. You got like uh, Doctor Strange, you got the Punisher, you got Wolverine, and there's a 
a few others. Well, guess what? He finally gets a hold of Wolverine. Oh, no. And uh, he bites Wolverine. Well, right after that, Wolverine decapitates him. So he's he's King Vampire now. And uh, it comes down to just Doctor Strange and the Punisher left against all the vampires. And Wolverine takes out Doctor Strange. So the Punisher is the only one left. He's He's got the He's got Doctor Strange cloak on, and uh, it's badass, dude. It it really is. And I can't remember who did the art in it, but the art was incredible too. But yeah, that story just kind of burned into my mind. It's worth a look if you ever get a chance. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out uh, Marvel Limited and see if they have it on there. I'm sure they do. That also that also sounds like you know the precursor to Marvel Zombies in a way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of is in a way. That's yeah. awesome. It, it was super awesome, though. Really good what if issue. Okay. Um, well, Jerry, is there anything else? You, what, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Like, after, I know you said you want to do this this project, end of the days, sort of indefinitely, uh, but is there any other, like, ideas for books that you have rum around your head that you want to maybe get out at some point in the future? Dude, they're as an artist and creator, you've always it's it's like a cook in the kitchen. You know, if however many eyes you have on the stove, say you have two ovens, two stoves, however mm-hmm. many eyes you got, that's how many pots you got out cooking. And that's how many projects I got swirling around in my head right now. Awesome. I mean, honestly. I uh hope to do I would love to get at least halfway through with the end of days before I, uh, I'm, I've got a character. I'm going more classic hero, you know, with uh, this project. And it'll be kind of uh, an old school homage, um, homage to the greats, you know, kind of okay. like, uh, yeah. I've, I've got that. I'm not going to go too deep into that because you, I'm you still please don't. I just it out. yep. But uh, yeah, man, I've I've got several little things twirling around in my head. Uh, but end of days, like I said, I would love to make it ongoing. This arc is eleven or twelve issues, and I'll go ahead and throw another spoiler out there. This arc will kind of close it up for this time period. I mean, we're talking about immortals here. Mm-hmm. You're talking about archangels and demons that are, they're eternal, they're immortal. So I would love to do a World War II story, Ooh. end of days. Yeah, kind of get into uh, why the Nazis were looking for all the uh, occult things, kind of dive off into that. And uh, I think, my I think that was a great story there. Yeah. And uh, I would love to do, which I've kind of touched on in uh, issue two, or chapter two, uh, medieval, going back to medieval times and the Knights Templar. I have a story okay. plan for that time period. Uh, I also have, uh, we're going to do a Blade Runner type thing at some point because one of my favorite movies. I mean, other than that, and... I like to draw cool shit like that. <laughs> Perfect. That's I want awesome. to do exactly. I want to do a Blade Runner end of days. I want it set in, in that futuristic time period. And yeah, uh, we've got a lot of things planned for this book. Oh, that's but awesome. Yeah, this arc, awesome. this arc could carry us through uh, Victorian times. And I'm not going to say that at some point we won't come back to this time, you know, and, uh, like I said, we're uh, the prequel book is is looking like a one shot right now, but we could possibly go more than than one. Like I said, okay. I like the story to dictate. Exactly. But uh, yeah, Matt Martin will be doing pencils on that, and uh, he actually uh, he worked on Hindsight for uh, it's Virus Comics under heavy under the heavy metal metal uh, banner. Okay. You can check him out on, uh, you can find hindsight on uh, shopheavymetal.com. Yeah, he's brilliant artist, man. Brilliant artist. Love his stuff. He actually did uh, my Kickstarter exclusive cover for uh, Chapter 2. 
Oh, very nice. Yeah, just brilliant, brilliant work. Awesome. But yeah, very awesome. Well, Jerry, uh, I think that kind of, I think, I think that's good. Um, kind of wraps it up. <laughs> Let everybody know where they can find you uh, online and okay. where they can get your Kickstarter. Like I said, everything is going to be in the show notes, but go ahead and, and yell it out right here. Okay. Uh, you can uh, check out end of days, chapter three on Kickstarter and, uh, or you could go to my Instagram at jerrycooley77. Uh, the link will also be in the bio on that. Or you can go to my website at jerrycooleyart.com. Uh, check out my stuff there. Uh, I've got the earlier issues on there. They'll also be available for the campaign. And uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Uh, my new YouTube channel, Old School yep. Comics. Um, I've got to get a uh, link tree and get that link up because still a small channel. Uh, you can contact me at uh, either on Instagram or hit me up on my website and I can send you a direct link to the channel if you're interested on, on the YouTube. Uh, we'll be doing uh, interviews just like this one. This fine interview that Joe has done. I, I appreciate and, that because uh, I definitely was flattering be, there. It'd just, <laughs> it'd just be my little southern ass talking to folks. So, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, yeah, we have a good time. So, uh, old school comics on YouTube. Uh, somebody else has the same name, so be sure to get the link off of uh, straight from me. Get it from me. Right, I'll make sure. I make if sure you don't see link. this handsome face. Yeah, if you don't have this handsome face when you popped up, you subscribe to the wrong channel. Yeah, I'll make sure to put the right <laughs> link uh, in the show notes. Jerry, Appreciate thank you very it, much man. for coming on, man. Thank you very much for reaching yeah. out to me. Thank you for having me on, Joe. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure to meet you, brother. And I hope you to be too. back on sometime. You, and I I'd guarantee you, you'll be back on on my show sometime. I, we can make that happen. We'll definitely have to try to make that happen. Awesome, bro. So, awesome. all right. 